cavalo, vou pro fine. Preciso sair de show. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Good luck, Steve. Oh, there's gonna be some drama ahead. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. I see your mental condition is improving. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? Boy, he's not all that shy and bright. Blimey, Governor, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How you doing? I'm alright. So, what's this episode going to be about? Well, I'm embarking on a very short journey um, from from my flat to Weybridge, the next stop down. Um, I've got to post a letter, and there's a post box right by the station, so um, I thought I'd do that, and also, hopefully, I'll pick up a coffee. There's a nice coffee stall there. That's if it's still open. It's uh, after four o'clock. I don't know when they close. Anyway, why am I doing that? Well, I'm going down for another reason. Because I received a mysterious text message from Yeti Uncle John. Apparently he wants a word, and it's very, very, very top secret. Yeah, I don't know what it means either. But uh, anyway, why we couldn't have talked about it in the Magpie Hut, I really don't know. But anyway, so I'm heading to Weybridge for a top secret assignation. Okay, run that theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> yes, well, it's a positive thing, Paul. The High Life, the Shy Life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Um, I'll, I'll go anywhere for potato. Delicious. Hello, campus. Hi. You quite like a big band, don't you? Oh, yippee. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I haven't found out my secret. I love the Yeti test, it's my favourite thing. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. <laughs> I could eat more body weight in crisps <laughs> every day. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? It's all gooey and greasy and yum, 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 yum. Mm. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Look, mommy, I'm famous. <laughs> Marvellous. Marvellous, Paul. Hi there. Okay, listeners. Well, Waybridge is very close, and we're almost there. In fact, we'll be arriving in just a second. Um, I don't know if you think that John's here yet, or whether he'll be arriving. I don't know. I don't know anything, really. Anyway, um, maybe I'll go and post this letter. And... Um, See if there's a coffee available and go and sit on the he's told me to be on a particular um uh like bench on the station uh, and i'm he also told me to wear sunglasses and i've got quite a few pairs of sunglasses around the house but uh, but actually toby um he, he gifted me a pair uh, a pair that he didn't like which is actually which are actually quite nice so i'm, I'm wearing those 
also top secret. I'm almost excited. Anyway, uh, I've got to get off now. So, dear, oh dear. Um, I wonder what's going on. Weybridge station. No sign of Yeti Uncle John. Hi listeners. Um, yes. Just in the lift. Heading up to go and post this letter. I can see the cafe is open. So that is a good thing. No sign of Yeti Uncle John yet. But uh, yes. Um, Okay, uh, post this letter. Right, by the post box. Uh, should catch the last post today, or well, the last and only post. There we go. Now I've just got to go and get my coffee. Um, yeah. I'm actually here a little bit earlier than the assigned time given to me by your Uncle John. So, uh, it's actually quite a nice sunny day. Um, yeah, actually nice to be out in the sun. But, uh, yeah, I've got to get down to that cafe before it closes, though. <laughs> uh, can I have a large vanilla latte, please? Thanks. Where is he? Where is that Yeti? It's quite, it's quite busy. It's quite, quite busy. Uh, at the moment, I guess it's sort of... It's actually Friday afternoon and it's uh, uh, near uh, sort of the end of, end of the day. Um, <laughs> I guess a lot of times of the day the stage was pretty quiet and wanted to meet when there were people about I suppose. Oh, train's just come in on the other side. But I don't see why he'd been coming in from London. Well, I don't know. I don't know what he's I don't know what he's been up to, do I? Itty Uncle John. <laughs> he's a man of mystery. Um, there isn't the train due on this platform any minute, so whether he'll be on that, I don't know. Um, Are you ready to go in there? Of course, yeah. Are you ready to go in there? now. wonder if he'll be on this one. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, oh, by the way, listeners, as you might imagine, we do have some other bits and pieces for you to listen to during this episode, because I don't really know quite how much Yeti Uncle John will be able to share with me 
as recorded although well he kind of indicated that it would be okay well he didn't say not to so I guess I'll record it it's a bit naughty but unless unless he says don't record I mean I'm a podcaster what am I meant to do not record no not unless he says please don't record in which case there'll be lots of clips in this episode which there probably will be anyway or at least some oh just a minute just it's Yeti Uncle John Yeti Uncle John oh Paul there you are why are you hiding in the waiting room why not eh why not I know, I'm not sure that this waiting room is the best um, place. People keep coming in to charge their phones up. There's a, a plug over there. And, 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 and they're not plugging their phones in. They're, they're, they're just coming in and sitting down, for goodness sake. Yes, all right, all right. I do need to speak to you. Um, uh, look, um, uh, well, let's find somewhere a little bit more pokey. Go and sit on one of the benches uh, with a coffee or something. Another coffee? Gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I have a device. Y- you have a device? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, I have a cone of silence. <laughs> a cone of silence? Uh, yes, it, it uh, means that we can talk and won't be overheard. Yeah, I, I, I'm know what a cone of silence is you've nicked that idea off get smart oh yes yes maybe i have still that's a, a, a tv show from over 50 years ago i suppose it is yes yeah i mean if you can't nick an idea off a a, a show that's half a century old then then, then when can you i really don't think that uh, anyone's going to come chasing after me copyright reasons maybe you're right maybe you're right I'm just very interested to know what you've got to tell me oh, she's bad it's really bad I mean it just really involved me I mean it's not me doing something bad well that'll be a change then <laughs> thank you very much come on then let's go and sort you out with the coffee and um yeah uh We'll go and sit under the cone of silence. Won't people notice? Oh, I don't think so. People don't tend to notice when you're under a cone of silence. Do they not? No, no, no. Well, the magpies never seem to. Yeah. Where, where did you get this cone of silence? Oh, I see it. Is that what's in your bag? Yes, Paul, but it folds out. It, it, it'll be bigger. OK. Where did you get it from? Oh, just eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it still works. I think so. Well, anyway, um, people passing by will hear no more than a whisper. Okay, all right. Um, listeners, it might be a good time for you to listen to something else whilst I sort this Yeti Uncle John out and um, we find somewhere to sit and to sit under the cone of silence. No copyright intentionally infringed. You don't need to tell them that, Paul. How many of them would even have seen Get Smart? Some. Toppy. Toppy would have done. Some others. Well, maybe the American audience. 
Are you sure you don't mind me recording this? I was just saying this to the listeners earlier. If it's secret, you may not want me to discuss it. Oh, oh well, this is the quandary of podcasting, isn't it? As much as uh, it is secret and cannot be shared, if it's not, then, um, well, where's the fun in that, eh? I mean, that's the whole point of podcasting. Listening into secrets, you know, stories, uh, things... Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, you know, I was kind of hoping you'd let me record. Of course, Paul, well, you know, the whole matter may be top secret, but it won't be just you and I under the cone of silence. It'll be the listeners too. And they'll all be sworn to secrecy. Oh, well, if you feel like that, then fine. Listeners, um, uh, when we return, you too will be under the cone of silence. So, yes... You must respect anything that Itty Uncle John tells us. It's all, you know, under podcasting rules. Don't go spreading it around. Um, it, it might be something that is very sensitive and difficult to deal with. So, please, just keep it under your hat. Keep it under your cone of silence. Yes, I guess so. Look, listen, we'll be back in a moment. Uh, have a listen to something else first. All right? Yeah, blimey, Paul, you're not going to believe any of what I'm going to tell you. But, uh, oh dear, oh dear. I just need your advice. Oh, I need to know what you think. All right, well, the listeners will be there too, so uh, they may be able to advise as well. Oh, I do hope so. I really do. How are you doing? Oh, hello! Hello, quack, quack, quack. How are you? I'm good. Oh, it's, uh, it's good to hear from you. How is everything back in uh, the Shiloh podcast land? Uh, it, it's fine, yes. Things are ticking along. Uh, plenty of plot lines going on. I uh, just wondered how you're doing. You're in Berguria now, I hear. I am in Berguria. Yes, quack, quack, quack. It's quite, quite the place. I've never seen such a place full of talking bears. Um, yes. Who even knew that Berguria existed in the middle of Europe somewhere? Quack, quack, quack. No, I know. Um, I've actually been there myself. Uh, it was quite an adventure. Charlie Gurr uh, took me there. Oh, Charlie Gurr, quack, quack, quack. Yes. Gosh, he's quite the celebrity here. He really is. There are Charlie Gurr posters and albums and records and his face is on everything. It's amazing how big a star he is, quack, quack, quack. I mean, compared to back in the UK or or even in the rest of the world, quack, quack, quack. Uh, Yes, but don't let him hear you say that. He is a massive star in Berguria. In fact, he is the only star in Berguria. Um, Sometimes other bears uh, try... And, and they never succeed. Yes, I I have gathered that, I think. Quack, quack, quack. Ah, good, good. Um, uh, how, how are you being treated? It is fine, quack, quack, quack. Quite fine. Um, 
but uh, a little disorientating. Uh, now, I'm due to pick up a parcel for Mr. Cromarty, quack, 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 and I've delivered something that, uh, well, that I was meant to deliver, or, or uh, anyway, it, I, 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 oh, dear, oh, dear, sorry. I, I've got a bit of a bellyache, I must say, Paul. Quack, quack, quack. I'm sorry to hear that, Ozzy, a bellyache. Yes, it's the cuisine here. It's a pie-rich diet, quack, quack, quack. I've never eaten so many pies in all my life. Quack, quack, quack. Gosh, pies. Yes, they are very yummy there, but some of them are quite rich. They are indeed quite rich. That's not a lie. Quack, quack, quack. You, 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 you take care. Don't eat more than you want to. I shall not. But, you know, they're on every street corner, every stall, every shop. I come back to my hotel room and there's a pie on my pillow. Quack, quack, quack. Or, you know, in the middle of the night, somebody comes into my room and leaves a pie but on the stand by my bed just in case I wake up in the middle of the night. Quack, quack, quack. Yes, I remember. I mean, it, it starts off as being quite a luxury, but you do find yourself eating far more than you, you, you would normally. And, and it's, it's, yeah, I think I had the same problem you're having at the moment. Oh, did you, Paul? I'm glad. Yes, it's a matter of... You know, just just holding back. But I worry that the pies could go. You know, if I don't eat them, what will happen to them? You know, what? I I can't bear to think of them not being eaten or going to waste. Quack quack quack. Yes, yes, I know. Wasting a good pie is is considered a crime in Bulgaria, but uh, it's 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 difficult. But how much longer do you think you're going to be there? Well, quack quack quack. I I don't know. I'm waiting for the parcel to return. I'm waiting for. The parcel that I'm to return with to be ready. Quack, quack, quack. Sure, sure. Well, um, it'll be good to see you when you get back. I'm sure Cromarty will have other missions for you or other deliveries for you to make, but uh, it would be lovely to see you between trips. Yes, Paul, it's quite different. I thought that working on a podcast, I would get to interact with, you know, the, the team more quack 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 yes yes i i know and and you will but um you're doing important work that's the trouble uh we we can't pay high wages on the charlotte podcast so you need a profession or, or some sort of job i mean all of the other regulars do have work of some some sort you see uh, and, and if a job comes up in you know this neck of the woods then uh, you, you would be able to settle more but uh, anyway you're getting to sort of have a solo spot which is good because you know a new member of the team we get to to learn more about you as you travel i suppose you're right quack 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 i suppose that is true yes well i better go paul uh, i think i need to go and have a uh, a, a lie down, a long lie down in a, in a dark room, quack, quack, quack. All right, Ozzy, well, uh, keep in touch and let us know. Have you had uh, belly button fluff tea? I think you mentioned it in another message you sent. So, uh, yeah, what did you make of it? It's very fluffy, tastes of belly buttons, but it has a certain, a certain something, quack, quack, quack. It does, doesn't it? It's quite unique, yes. Um, Charlie Gurr raves about it. I know, I know. I'd heard all about it before I got here. Uh, I felt I had to try it, quack, quack, quack. In fact, it's about the only drink there is over here, quack, quack, quack. Yeah, well, um, we'll be in touch. You keep sending messages, and uh, when, when you're coming home, let us know. We'll, um, we'll welcome you back <laughs> into uh, the fold, as it were, and hopefully you'll have a few days before you need to go off again somewhere. 
I'm sure Cromarty has things that uh, you can help him with in his lab. Uh, I believe um, some of his research grant has come through, although he's still working at the supermarket. He, he probably would benefit from your assistance. Oh, that's marvellous, Paul. Thank you. Quack, quack, quack. I'll be in touch. I'll speak to you soon. And I'll try not to eat as many pies. Quack, quack, quack. All right, Ozzy. Good to talk. The listeners will be glad to hear how you're getting on. Thank you, Paul. And thank you, listeners, for listening to me. Quack, quack, quack. This is me, Ozzy the Duck, saying uh, goodbye for now, quack. Yeah. All right, Ozzy. Bye then. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Paul. Quack, quack, quack. your secret is you've dragged me out to Weybridge station I mean although I don't mind really because I got a coffee and it's quite a nice day and it's, it's quite nice to be sitting out in the, the cool air with the trains rushing past uh, uh, making the the air circulate uh, yes Paul yes well I'm glad I could be of help but you, yes you kind of have been of help but come on you didn't drag me out here um, not to tell me what your secret is well it's not exactly my secret to tell Uh, it's just that when i tell you you might feel like you have to do something it involves a friend of ours okay and it's something that you've done no not something i've done something that the magpies have done oh i see so you kind of feel responsible i do paul i do very much so oh dear so who's the friend is it Cromarty? Yes, Paul, you see. That makes it worse. So, if you tell me... You know, I may have to tell Cromarty. I know, Paul, I know. Um, this is what worries me. But, well, I think you'll feel that you're in a quandary. Like, like I'm in a quandary. Uh, sh- sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um... I think you will. I think, um... Y- you'll understand. Uh, oh, a problem shared is a, is a problem doubled. I thought, I thought it was supposed to be a problem halved. No, I think it's a problem doubled. Because you'll feel guilty as well. Well, you'll feel responsible, like I do. Oh, gosh, just tell me. Just tell me what they've done. What, what's going on? Well, it's like this. So, um, I didn't know anything about this. But, you know how the magpies like shiny things? Yes. Uh, you know how Cromarty and Marlow, um, well, <laughs> well, they split up. I, I know about Cromarty and Milo splitting up, yes, I think the whole world does. Certainly all the listeners do. Yeah, well, um, you know how Cromarty used to feel like he wasn't valued by Milo? I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know it always seemed very much like that Cromarty was doing all the hard work. Yeah. Well, um, you see, it would appear that Milo sent Cromarty letters, love letters, and uh, was doing so for a lot of the time that they were together. And then later, after they weren't together, 
he sent him letters and cards. Well, Cromarty never mentioned that. No, well, Cromarty didn't know about it, did he? Because the, 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 the magpies, they intercepted the letters. Why, why would they do that? Oh, because Marlow used very shiny stationery. The envelopes were always like, I don't know, shiny silver or shiny gold or, or, or even shiny pink or, or red. Or I think that when they were delivered, perhaps uh, the magpies must have intercepted them from the postman's um, sack. My goodness, this is, this, this is kind of bizarre. Yes, it's a bit bizarre. No, I know it is. I know it is bizarre. Uh, and obviously the magpies didn't know they were letters from Milo. So they're, all they're guilty of is stealing the letters. Oh, I found a big load of them on top of the magpie hut. All sort of neatly filed away. Neatly filed away? I'm surprised they didn't get wet. Oh no, they, they made sure that they stayed dry. They obviously loved the, the colours. They didn't even peck them. They didn't even open them. Well, uh, some of them might have come open. Uh, well, I found them, but, you know, they, they didn't peck them to bits or anything. Are you saying you've seen some of the letters, the contents of the letters? Well, yes, Paul, I, I had to, you know, I couldn't work out. All I could see was that there were lots of letters addressed to Cromarty in, in these shiny envelopes. I couldn't tell who they were from. And I, I wondered, and I, and I was a little bit jealous, I thought, as he got a new bow. But then, you know, things between him and Martin are undetermined and, and, and anyway I could see that letters went back quite some time but, but why why didn't Milo ask Cromarty you know why didn't Milo say to Cromarty did you get my letter did you like my card oh I don't know I guess that never happened or, or, or no I mean it can't have happened maybe Milo was a bit shy about it or thought that Cromarty didn't like them but he sent quite a few cards over a period of however long it was they were going out. And even once or twice since they've been split up. Oh, what's worse is one of the letters I found was almost a begging letter wanting Cromarty to come back to him. But, well, of course, Cromarty never replied. Although, you know, he, he, must have, he must have thought that Cromarty was getting the letters but just not responding to them. Oh, Paul. Oh, oh, it's all my magpie's fault. What if they've ruined the chances of them two being closer? I mean, it looks like Milo was making far more of an effort than we ever realised. That is pretty bad. No wonder you wanted to talk to me in the cone of silence. I know. I know, Paul. It's difficult, isn't it? Oh, you see, a problem shared is a problem doubled. Um, oh, golly. Um, well, I don't know. What can we do? Or do we tell him? Do we, do we show him the letters? But what about what's going on with him and Martin, if anything is? You know, oh, I don't want to hurt Martin. I, I don't want to hurt Cromarty. I don't, you know, Cromarty's moved on. I mean, all that pain he went through about Milo, pretended everything was fine. Uh, and maybe things were fine. And maybe Milo was hurting too and just thought he was being ignored. And oh, it's all because of the magpies. Oh, this is, this is really big, really bad. Kitty, oh, Uncle John, you can't blame yourself, though. Well, no, but they are my responsibility. I mean, if only Milo hadn't used shiny paper. Oh, I oh, know. What's the chances? What is the chances? Quite a lot, it would appear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
I really feel for him. He's not somebody who can speak his feelings like face to face. No, you're right. I mean, I mean, I've seen him since they split up, and he's barely he barely ever talked to me about comedy when they were going out or, or since. You know, I know he's sad, but I think he's generally quite sad about a lot of things. And probably talking about a breakup isn't, you know. And I just, I just thought he'd given up very easily. It was all because of them fortune cookies, wasn't it, that Cromarty broke up with him? Well, another rather <laughs> um, spontaneous and unusual way of ending a relationship. But Cromarty thought that he wasn't valued. Meanwhile, Milo's thinking he's not valued, but he can't speak about it and hasn't spoken about it to anyone as far as I know. And so what could have been good is something that's ruined due to lack of communication or or due to communication being stolen by some magpies. Yes, Paul, I know. This is why I feel so dreadful. We're going round and round in circles. I don't know what we do. Oh, well... Uh, we we can think about it. We don't have to make a decision. No, we, we don't have to make a decision. And Well, uh, there are plenty of other things that the listeners can listen to. I don't know what the listeners think. We could ask them. I don't know. I don't know who else should we tell. Should we tell anyone? Maybe Bettina would know. I mean, Bettina is, after all, an agony aunt, or sort of was, on the show years ago. Not that it was ever that successful. Oh, do you think we should tell Bettina? You know, a, a problem shared is a is a problem tripled. <laughs> yeah, I really do think we might need to talk to Patina. We can't talk to Tallulah. We can't talk to Ick. You know, who's left? Uh, Albert the Dragon, Mister Tremaine, definitely not Mister Tremaine. Um, I think you're definitely right to tell me, uh, your Uncle John. But I do think we need to go to Patina. Oh well, so we come out of the cone of silence. We come out of the cone of silence, we go our own separate ways, and we, we share stuff with, with, with the listeners, and, um, yeah, and then we, we reconvene at Bettina's later on. Right then, uh, I'm going to be top secret, because I quite like being top secret, so, uh, you know, you can go your way, I'll go my way, and we'll meet up later. Yeah, I'll give Bettina a call. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, if them magpies have ruined them too relationship I think I think we have to accept that it's already ruined and it's already over and you know Milo doesn't speak his feelings but he obviously can write them but as comedy never saw them comedy is far more a like in person speak your feelings person Milo's a write them down on paper person but the relationship's been over for months now no going back well, maybe. And as you say, there may or may not be something going on between him and Martin now. It's very difficult. What about Marlowe? Sh- shouldn't he know that, you know, probably never got the letters? I- I'm not sure. I don't... I don't know what we should do, Yeti Uncle John. It is a quandary, like you said, it is a quandary, but... Well, we'll just share it with one more person. Bettina, and see what she has to say. Right. Yes. Yes, well, we'll do that. I'm going to emerge from the cone of silence now. You call Bettina and we'll, uh, and we'll reconvene later on. Text me the time. I, I, I will. Okay.
removing the cane of silence now. Well, I'll see you later, Paul. Top secret. Say no more. So say no more. Oh, gosh, listeners. Oh. Problem shared is definitely a problem doubled in this case. Um, but I don't think we need to speak to Patino. I don't think there's anything for it. Um, I don't think there's anything we can do. But now knowing this information, it does feel like there's a weight on our shoulders to do something. I'm going to call Patina now. Dupre, how can I help? Tito, me, Paul. Oh, Paul, hello, how are you? Good, good, well, kind of not good. Oh, darling, what's going on? Can we come over to your house this afternoon? Are you free? Oh, I, I do happen to be free, yes. You nearly missed me, though, because I'm off to another one of them film festivals soon. Oh, great. Well, you can tell me all about that. Um, if your Uncle John and I want to come over, we need your opinion on something. It's pretty big. Uh, some information that has come into Itty Uncle John's um, uh, hands, for want of a better word. Uh, it's not something bad that he's done, but it's connected with the magpies. But it also, um, it, it, it uh, kind of has implications for something involving chromaty and... Oh, darling, you might as well tell me now. No, no I don't want to do it on the phone. I'm on Weybridge Station. Um, I, 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 you know... <laughs> Uh, it's a long story. Itty Uncle John and I met up. Uh, he was being all very top secret about it. We had to go and sit under a cone of silence. Isn't that copyrighted, darling? Mm, I'm not sure. But anyway, he told me what the secret was. We decided that... Um, well, <laughs> we decided that a problem shared is a, <laughs> is a problem tripled. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> um, OK, well, come over any time after lunch. I'll make sure there's some scones and jam and things for after we finish talking. Oh, thank you, Bettina. I just couldn't think of anyone else to talk to. If Uncle John kind of wanted me to make a decision, but I don't feel I can. But, you know, you as an agony aunt, I mean, an agony aunt who you never got fully used. Oh, darling, I know. Well, maybe <laughs> this is your greatest mission, your, your greatest moment to give us some advice. All right, darling, I will. I'll let you get on. I'll see you this afternoon. Yes, right. I'll text your Uncle John the details. Uh, he, he's gone skulking off into the shadows again. <laughs> Taking his top secret business quite seriously, isn't he? He is. All right. Um, I'll see you later. Oh, see you later, Paul. One million kisses, one million and one kisses, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right, listeners. Um, you should listen to something. I'll put something on now. And hopefully when we come back, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll be at Bettina's. Oh, dear. Oh, what a palaver.
Hello, Mum. Hi, we're, Paul. We're making more cakes today. Making muffins, aren't we? We're making banana, banana, banana muffins. muffins. Banana and a few walnuts with it. Um, you can make banana bread, but um, which is nice if you're going to do it as a small loaf and then you slice it up and put butter on it. But um, I think the muffins keep longer because you use more fat, which the fat is margarine. So I'm going to do some muffins. Right, so it's basically a very basic recipe, similar to the previous one we did, which I can't remember what it was. But uh, I'm sure, it was. It's been a while. It's okay. <laughs> it was similar. Well, I make cakes every week, as you know, so it does get a bit blurred. Right, so we start off with four ounces of margarine which should have been got out of the fridge previously, so it's softened, but which I've forgotten to do. Uh, four ounces, dead on. <laughs> How about that then? Mm. Yeah. You have to be nearly 80 before you can do things like that. <laughs> right, so you cut it up into smaller pieces because I'm going to cream that first by itself. Um, I haven't got these newfangled mixers and things. Mm. Right, so we cream it together with a fork so it's a nice gooey mixture, well gooey margarine, in which we're going to add the caster sugar. Can be just all put in together but I find it easier to do separate um, to get it nice and smooth and creamy. Is that smooth and creamy enough, Paul? Oh, it's pretty smooth and creamy, yes. <laughs> right, so that's four ounces of margarine and we have the same amount of caster sugar. If you've got a sweet tooth, you can make it six ounces of caster sugar, but the cakes might go flat they've got too much sugar, so I stick to four. All right. ounces again. Yes. Wait, it's easy. You can do four, four, and then six ounces of flour, or eight ounces of flour. But um, I, I think it's probably nicer when it's just six ounces of flour, because the ratio of egg to flour is better then. Mm. That's what I think. Right. Sugar's gone into the margarine yep. mix. And we cream it all together. Stir, stir, stir. Now I've got to look up the recipe because I'm never sure whether you put in the bananas, which you are supposed to mash previously, but I never do. I just put in chunks and mash it all in together. Whether you put it in at the beginning or at the end, so I'm going to look at the... Um, what I have to do. I think they say put it all in together anyway. So... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I quite like, um, when, when a banana's turning, I quite like using it as the butter and mashing it and then 
having it on toast with marmalade jam. That's good. Mm. Or even just slicing it up. Yeah, sometimes I do that as well. Thinly, put it on. Right, that's By, by you. Well, we did it anyway. But, but um, when Harry, Robin, and I were doing one of our films when I first had my camera, we were doing sketches. We we did something where we were supposed to be doing like a spoof on a ghost story, and I was supposed to be so scared my hair had turned white. And, and maybe it was talcum powder. It probably wasn't flour. I think. Yeah. yeah even though it still had the same effect as put. <laughs> so I was supposed. To, uh, I don't. So. And you would have illicitly got hold of the talcum powder and then it, and I probably didn't know. Yeah, actually, it'd be easier. Rather than going into the cupboard and searching yeah. out the... Um, well, the, the, joke, the joke that my head turned white but I was leaving a trail or something. <laughs> right. Still have, still have, yeah. So the number of bananas, if, it, if they're large bananas, they need to be on the right side, that's why I'm not doing it today because these are starting to go. I, I like nice firm bananas to eat them. Yeah. These are going a bit browny. No, really like it's them. the time of year, they don't last that long. So, don't really know until I open them up how much good banana I've got. Mm. I could, there are some people who eat the black, it, when it's black, it turns my stomach, I can't do No, that. no. So this one is, I've got about three quarters of the small banana. So I'll probably use three, depending on how the others are, it might even be. See, this this is hardly squ squishy enough. Mm. Um, I've got to be firm with it, that's, that's still actually quite edible, that bit. Ah. So I'll put in... Sorry, banana, I'm having very firm with you. <laughs> uh, although you did a very good job, the other end of you was letting the side down. As I'm afraid, um, you you have to, you've been sacrificed by the the weakness of the other half of you. Right. But you will be delicious. You will be delicious. <laughs> Bye. Right. So that you can't even see see any lumps. No. Okay. So that's one banana. Did you put, you know, you still got some flour? I've still got the other half of flour and yeah, I thought I'd do it that way. When we played the game Fortnite, um, there's lots of different characters and one of them, 
are but different variations on bananas uh, fighting and sometimes they do them as you play they start to age and their skins start to hang off or they get mottled <laughs> bananas for some reason always seem to be or people who are playing just as a banana they always seem to be the bane of our lives we definitely got to a point where if you saw a banana, banana you, there's, there's no real reason why they should be any worse but they just, they just always seem to be getting killed by people dressed as bananas <laughs> And it's still, it's still sort of hardwired if you see someone with a banana. Yeah, actually, this, that one was quite, quite good as well. The other end of it, I think they must have got damaged in transit. Mm-hmm. The ends really, rather than the bananas going really mashy. <coughs> so they, they still go into the, the mixture. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of my favourite banana costumes on Fortnite is a banana dressed like a Roman centurion with a, with the with like an armour plated vest and sort of you never, you never really, until I played that game I would never realised how good a banana looks dressed as a Roman century <laughs> right yes I think um, the, the three will be enough right. so give that's the last one in and then I'll, I'll add the last bit of flour and egg squash 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 stir 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 that's my electric mixer. <laughs> vindication for all of the times I've been shot by a banana. Chopped more walnuts, probably about a couple of ounces. You don't have any dry, dried, because you could put like a dried banana, if you had dried banana, you could put a dried banana piece on top of each. Yes, yes. Yes, you wouldn't want to, even if you cut it up into pieces, it, it wouldn't be the same as um, putting nuts or. Your um, your tray has twelve. Yes. You'll make twelve muffins out of this. Out of this. Um. Yeah. Easily, probably have to be quite large muffins. I mean, I could make a big cake, but um, I like to just use the oven um, top shelf and while I'm cooking the roast dinner on a Sunday. Whereas, and, it, and they're done in 15 minutes roughly, whereas a big cake will take half an hour, 45 minutes. And you have to keep watching it that it's not getting done too much. It's a bit of a faff. I don't know whether they've changed the ingredients on those. Is it Mr Kipling? We did like the, like the ginger cake and the, you can sort of get it in a wrapper. Um, yeah, I think it's Mr. They've almost given up. It, they've even sort of put it in brackets or pudding. I think they've made them so sticky that they're almost just they're almost like what you would have for a dessert rather than a, they've almost given up it being cake like. Uh, right. Now comes the the nuts. This 
think I use that 200 grams. These are chopped, well, pieces of walnut, but they're not really chopped enough. If you put if um put them in my grinder then within half a second they uh, oh. just mash. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so. right. I like I never mind walnuts and cakes but I'm not a, not a I big know you fan. don't like I'm not a big fan of, of walnuts <laughs> like from the shell. Yeah, I know you didn't like them but I saw it. You've got two choices, either eat it or not. I don't mind them in cakes because they've got the balance of the sweetness. So, this is a bit of a mess. Yeah, I don't do it, it doesn't really matter too much. I mean, if you like, I could, I could leave a walnut on top of, top of it. No, no, no. I don't, I don't that'll mind. Use it. All, that'll use all the walnuts. I don't mind. You could decorate and just have the mixture and put mm -hmm. half a walnut on the top. Never mind. But I'll carry on putting them. Right, just got to check on my apple strudel. Oh. Bought apple strudel. Apple strudels for lunch. There's about three different meals going on all at once here. Yes. We've got a lot of garden produce at the moment. We've got flowers from your garden. We've got um, uh, sweet peas, which are one of my favourites. Uh, you've got lots of courgettes, lots of runner beans, That's or broad beans, no runner beans. No, they're runner beans, we've had the broad beans. Yes, rather. And plums, you've got lots of plums. Plums are coming, yeah. Tomatoes? Tomatoes. I'm hoping you'll make plum jam for me, as I like plum jam. Those weird, a lot of plum jam when I buy it, the place of plum, when it's in, in if you close your eyes, you can always imagine you're eating a st strawberry jam. The taste between plums and strawberries are... Another one that's a bit like that, actually, I think, and it turns, it turns more the colour of a strawberry, is gooseberry. Mm. You can do gooseberry jam, but that, go that goes a pinky colour. Mm. So whether it's because... Psychologically, you see it's pink and pink that you're eating strawberry jam. I don't know. Mm. Just the, the walnuts are being sliced. Sliced, really, rather than chopped. Yes. Because I'm not. I'm not doing them too small. Because if you're doing they them too small, you they don't deserve notice it. you're eating them. Naughty walnuts deserve it. Anyway, <laughs> to keep them quiet. that stuff on it. So the walnuts are now in the mixture. Yeah, so we've got to do another whiz. 
until they're evenly distributed. And now I'm going to spoon it in into the cases. It smells a bit vanilla-y, but you didn't put any vanilla in. But no. Trouble is, there's also other smells going on. <laughs> Probably smells from the apple strudel as well. So, I, mean, I can smell the banana. I can smell it. Yes, it's probably the banana smell, yeah. So, spoonful. Nice dropping consistency, you know. Mm. Trouble is, it drops off before you get Spoonfuls dessert. Well, they're not. They're small spoons, aren't they? Mm. Small, small pudding spoons, actually. Okay, actually, twelve of those, and then, and then they'll go in the oven. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of demerara sugar on top because that crisp, crisps up a bit. Mm. Bit of crunch on the top. Mm. Hopefully, it's the idea anyway. Well, I think we'll leave you to do, we'll leave you to do this, and then we'll we'll pull back briefly for a taste test at the end. <laughs> Thank you for telling us about um, the banana muffins. Right, I think they'll be edible. Yeah. They do smell quite banana-y. It's going to be quite an art actually, putting all the mixture up. But I haven't got room to use another tray, so. Mm. They'll just be quite big muffins. <laughs> They'll take about 15 minutes, oven at about 200. Mm. And don't have, open the oven door before 10 minutes has gone. As I've mentioned before, as they go long, flat. Not much longer than doing like a garlic bread or something. <laughs> or maybe garlic is more like 10 minutes. But. Uh, but actually, plenty Depends of whether it's fro if it's frozen, it's a bit longer, isn't it? Anyway, listeners, we'll come back and do a taste test. You won't be able to taste anything, but that's the point. You're, that's, we're here to make you suffer, listeners. We're not one of those podcasts that treats our listeners. Um, we, we expect you to experience. You live vicariously through us. Make it yourselves. Yeah, you can make it yourself. Yeah. That's the whole point. <laughs> it's like, you know, when... when Get out of your bed. Yeah, get out. It's like when Muffley on tour goes to uh, goes on holiday. He, he's just telling you how good it is. You you could to save up and go with yourself if you can. But anyway, even if you can't go on holiday, you can certainly make banana bread. I think. I hope. But uh, anyway, banana muffins. Um, nearly uh, finished. Nearly finished. Yeah. Right. I shall report back later. <laughs> right, bye. Thank you. <laughs> Hi listeners. Um the banana muffins came out of the uh, oven a while ago and they're ready for eating. They look good. They look okay. Um but I'm gonna take a bite. I'll let you know.
Okay, let's do it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice and moist. Um, I think I got a little bit of banana there as well. So it's not totally uh, mixed into the, the uh, mixture. And I got some walnut. It's got a bit of a crunch to it. It's more of a cupcake size than a muffin. I often find that muffins can be too big, too tall, um, unless they're full of jam or something. I can find them a bit boring. This is like the perfect size for me. Banana taste is there, but I, I guess I could have it stronger, really. Uh, maybe some banana chips on top would have added to it. Um, I don't find it too sweet. Uh, this is like a four, well, a four or five bite size muffin. So it's nearly gone. The perfect accompaniment to a cup of tea, I think. I've, I've, I've finished. Oh, she's in the room. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm poisoned. No. No. Is it too sweet? No, it's not too sweet at all. Oh, that's good. Well, um, mixture. It's more a bit. And the banana taste isn't that strong, really. Um, no. Quite a mild flavour. Yeah. It's nice and moist, and mm. walnuts aren't too obtrusive. Um, mm. Nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have another one soon. Not today. Me, darling. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes, I see. I see why you're so concerned. Yeah, well, Bettina, it's a difficult situation, isn't it? Isn't it, Paul? Yes, a very difficult situation indeed. Um, I don't know how loud we should be talking. I really don't want this to go beyond you, me, and um, Yeti Uncle John. Oh, darling, it's fine. Oh, dear. August's out in the garden. Douglas is trying on new Wellington boots. And uh, August is painting him. He's having a lovely time. So anyway, we won't be disturbed. It's nice that August gets to uh, continue his um, uh, his hobby. Oh, yes, darling. It's, uh, oh, frankly, quite bizarre, but there you go. Well, yeah. But everything's pretty bizarre, isn't it? So what should we do? We've got this information. We know things. And yet, if we tell Cromarty, it might cause all sorts of upset. I know, darling. It's a real quandary. If you tell him, you might upset him. You could potentially ruin what is developing with Martin. If anything is developing. Well, I think something's developing. Something more than just friendship. 
I don't know if they're quite ready to make it official or to even step beyond that friendship barrier. But, uh, yeah, I mean, something's happening. Yes, darling. Well, there's that. But if you don't tell Cromarty, then, well, poor Milo um, won't know that Cromarty never got the letters and poor old Cromarty won't know that Milo wrote them. Oh, it really is quite a problem. You don't think there's any chance he'll just shrug his shoulders and go, oh dear, I'm really not sure. Um, that wouldn't really be in um, uh, Cromarty's sort of range of emotions. He's quite an emotional person. I mean, I think he'd be upset. Yes, I think he'd be upset. Oh, darling, I am the agony aunt. I, I should have some advice. It's just so difficult. Well, well, I mean, if it wasn't my magpies, it'd be none of my business. And if Eddie Uncle John hadn't have told me, then I wouldn't feel that I had a responsibility. Oh, yes, sorry about that, Paul. <laughs> well, now I'm part of it. So if I don't tell him, then I'm keeping a secret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, so, what do we do? How long do we keep the secret? I mean, presuming that's what we're going to do. Well, Paul, I mean, Milo's your friend. But then so is uh, Martin. So, you know, whichever way you think of it, you'll be hurting one of them. <laughs> no pressure there. This is why I think we have to keep it a secret. But what if he finds out, darling? I don't think that's possible. What do you mean, darling? Can't you just listen to this podcast? Ah, uh, no, that's not how it works. If a bit of the podcast is about you or... If there is information on the podcast about a particular character that that character doesn't, um, well, doesn't know, some key plot point, the way it works is that Cromarty listened to this podcast, it would just be blank or it would skip altogether. It would be a very short episode then. Yes, well, sometimes those episodes kind of just um, are filled up with Sutton Park. Darling, you're saying that any time there's Sutton Park, it's because somebody has spoken about me? Uh, no, no, I do put clips of Sutton Park on, well, not recently, but I, I, I do. Uh, what I'm saying is that he won't learn from listening to the podcast because the podcast doesn't allow itself to share secrets about the person who's being discussed. Oh, darling, how does that work? It's the magic of podcasting, Bettina. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's probably for the best. Would spoil quite a lot of the shows as well, wouldn't it? It would do, yes, if uh, all the secrets became uh, public knowledge as soon as they appeared on the podcast. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be much fun for the listeners. I mean, the listeners know, but uh, the listeners can't tell the characters either. So, uh, yeah. Oh, it's just, uh, I don't think I ever fully took this in. 600 and whatever episodes in, now you're telling me. Well, it used to be the same on Sutton Park back in the day. Um, Lee, the viewer, um, he he, uh, he often knew things that we didn't know, but if he said them or tried to um, inform us about them, uh, we just couldn't hear him. Oh, darling, it's all very technological. Well, yeah. What about if you wrote it down on a bit of paper? You'd just see a blank bit of paper or, you know, you might see the odd and and the, but uh, no, it was impossible impossible to give away secrets uh, if they were major plot points. Well, fascinating. 
darling, uh, I think there's only one thing for it. I, I think we're going to, we're going to have to tell him. Really? Oh, are you sure? You'll hate my magpies. I don't think so, darling. Well, I, I hope not. Um, I mean, he understands the basics of magpies. You know, shiny things, attracting them and all that. I suppose so. I mean, it's not like what we found out, um, uh, like, years ago, and I'm only telling him now. I only just found out the other day. Exactly, darling. I think to ease our own, um, you know, responsibilities, we, we, we have to lay it on the line and tell him. Um, I think it's the only thing. Oh, blimey. Well, if you're sure. Oh, if you're sure, Bettina. I think we should go and speak to him now. Is he working today? Uh, I think I think he might be. In which case, Paul, give him a call. Tell him to get Uncle John will pick him up and bring him over. Tell him we're having Chinese or something. Yeah. Or if you th- if you think that's the best thing to do, darling, honesty is always the best policy, except when it's not. Oh, that's so helpful. Yeah, so helpful, Bettina. I'm just calling you now. Hello, uh, Cromarty, can I help? Cromarty, are you um, still at work? I'm just packing up, Paul. Did you need me? Well, we're at Bettina's house. Uh, Bettina, uh, we're going to have Chinese. Um, uh, your Uncle John said he'd come pick you up. Or are you doing things? Have you got plans? No, Paul, no plans tonight. I think uh, Martin and Tallulah have got something going on at the music school. Oh, great. Well, um, Uncle John, how long will it take you to get there? Uh, ten, ten minutes if I drive fast. Twelve minutes if I drive backwards. Don't don't drive backwards then. Yeah, good idea. I'll be there in ten minutes, Cromarty. Okay, it's the Uncle John. Bye for now. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> oh dear. I feel like we're deceiving him. Darling, we're not deceiving him. We're inviting him over for Chinese. I'll get it ordered. Oh dear. Get the Uncle John and go and pick him up. Don't mention anything. Oh, I won't. I won't. Oh dear. I'm nervous. Oh, I'm nervous already. You know about how how he'd take it. Don't worry about it, you young John. Just go and pick him up. Oh, I'm going, I'm going. Don't worry, Paul. It'll all work out fine. Yes, it'll all work out fine. It'll all work out fine, Bettina said. It'll all work out fine. (laughs) I just wasn't sure. Your Uncle John arrived with Cromarty. The Chinese food was ordered, but there was time. Time to tell Cromarty the truth. It'll all work out fine, she said. It'll all work out fine. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, uh, I can't believe this has happened. I can't believe it has happened. Oh, your dreadful magpies, did Uncle John. Your dreadful magpies. Oh, no, 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 Cromarty, but calm down, calm down. Uh, I can't believe they stole his letters. This must have been going on for months. How did you not know about it? Uh, to be fair, uh, Uncle John said that they were hiding them uh, on the roof. I mean, people don't go up on the roof, not not generally. Uh, but you should have done. I can't believe it. Oh, darling, I know it's upsetting. I know it's upsetting to find out these things. But, uh, well, this is the problem between you two. You two never communicated and on the same wavelength. You were very open and, uh, you know... You wore your heart on your sleeve, but he did not. He wrote it down on paper and posted it to you. Uh, yes, I know, but I never received the letters, so he thought I ignored him. 
Things might have been better if, if I'd have known, if I'd have read these letters. Where are they? I want to see them. Oh, are you sure? I want to see them. I want to see what Milo said to me. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Oh, darling. Uh, it's bound to be upsetting. Oh, golly. Oh, dear. We didn't know whether we should tell you or not. Yet Uncle John only told me this morning. Uh, and we, we thought we should ask Bettina. It's not like we've known this secret for ages. We, we just had to talk about it. And, and we decided that you should know. That you should know what was going on. I wish you'd never told me. I wish you'd never told me. I was happy. I was happy doing whatever I'm doing now. Whatever that is. But now... Now I, I just want him again. I want Milo back. But, but, but I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, darling. It's, it's too late to go back now. Yeah, I, I mean... It's not why we told you. It's just, 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 well, we thought it might sort of smooth things out a bit. No, it's just made me sad. It just made me so, so sad. Oh, Cromarty. No, no. Don't try and sympathize with me. I don't want to hear it. It's, it's all your fault, dear Uncle John. Your bloody magpies. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, darling. Oh, darling. Oh, I hate to see him upset. I know, I hate to see him upset. You said it was going to work out fine. I know I did, darling, but I was wrong. It didn't end up fine. It's going to 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 end up fine. What I can say, listeners, is I'm quite relieved things didn't occur like the way you've just heard, because that's how I was thinking he'd react. Actually, it was completely different. He was relaxed. He was calm. He was, well, a bit like this. Oh, how extraordinary. Oh, well, uh, I think it is quite strange. Uh, that he would send me letters in such shiny envelopes. It's not like him at all. I mean, Milo's not that kind of guy. He's not a, a shiny envelope type of guy. And anyway, why did he not speak to me? He's an idiot. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure how you'd take it, Cromarty. Oh, no, it, it just shows to me that he was an idiot, a fool. Who writes letters, you know, many letters, and then when the person does not uh, return them, does not bring it up in conversation. That was always his problem. He never spoke about what he felt. He, I, I, I did not know he wrote it down, but uh, I certainly did not know he wrote it down and posted it to me. But, uh, oh, such a frustrating man. Darling, you mustn't be cross with him. I'm sorry, Paul. I don't mean to call him an idiot. I know he's still your friend. Well, you know, kind of. I mean, we were never best friends. I mean... He's never been on the podcast. Well, he's been in the background a couple of times, but uh, he's actually in the title sequence. But I can't give away which voice he is. Oh, yes. You've got to keep some secrets, Paul. Cromarty, you don't mind that we told you, do you? I only found out today, and Yeti Uncle John only found out a day or so ago. We just didn't know whether we should tell you. That's why we came to uh, Bettina. And I thought it was best that you knew. Oh, I, I do understand. I do understand that... I think it is best I know. But it doesn't change anything. No, no, no. It just makes me think that, uh, you know, if he was going to put all his emotions onto paper and 
post them and then not check whether they ever arrived. Your magpies are very naughty, it's your Uncle John. Yes, they are quite naughty, but it's in their instincts, you know, uh, shiny paper and all that. Yes, yes, I know. I understand. You don't hold it against them or against us. Why would I hold it against you? You've just told me something you've only just found out. But uh, it's too long down the path. It's too long down the path to be worrying about it. I mean, well, that's kind of what we thought, but then we also thought, that, oh, why even know about it? No, in a way, it is. it does give me some sort of clearance, some sort of, you know, closure on the whole thing. You know, it's nice to think that he wrote, but, uh, well... We were wondering if you wanted to contact Milo and tell him, you know, tell him that you'd only just received the letters. I, I don't think so. I, 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 I don't. I don't think so. Well, even if I do tell him at some point, it's not going to make any difference. You're happy as you are now? Yes, I'm happy with whatever I have now. What do you have now? I'm not sure, but I'm happy with it. Oh, it's good. Oh, I want you to be happy, Cromarty. Well, I am happy. I am happy. But it's nothing to do with Milo. And, you know, if this was something that was ever going to be cleared up um, or resolved, it, it needed to have been resolved months ago. Now it's too late. I've moved on. I'm pretty much sure that Milo has moved on. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, he's he's sort of married to his work at the moment anyway. Yes. Yes, and this was always the problem. I mean, we were both very science people, but he works for a boss, and I'm my own boss, well, except for when I'm working at the supermarket. But uh, oh, I'm just so glad that you're not cross with us. <laughs> I told you, I wouldn't be cross with you. Oh, darling, let's eat this Chinese. He's just arrived. Is that the Chinese? Uh, yes, madam, yes, yes. Uh, I'll serve it up for you. Oh, uh, oh, I'm very hungry. All his painting hats. It wears me out. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, he's always painting that boy. He is, darling. He is, isn't he? <laughs> well, listeners, I think that's what we've got time for. Um, I'm glad we resolved this whole matter. I must say, I was quite concerned. I, th I thought it was one of those plot lines that was going to drag out over many episodes. But actually, it seems to have resolved itself all in one little episode. Oh, yes. Uh, I think you did the right thing. There's always lots of things going on on the Charlotte podcast. You don't need more problems. No, no. Uh, well, it's all worked out okay in the end. Yes, darling. I told you it would. Yes, yes. I, I must admit, uh, I was uh, I was quite excited with being all top secret when I told Paul. But uh, uh, you know, you know what I'm like with gossip, property. Yes, I know you, dear Uncle John. Oh dear, you're terrible. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Anyway, listeners, that is all we've got time for. So, yeah, we've got plenty of episodes in the can. We'll be back soon. So, yeah, you take care. I'm glad everything's sorted out. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Oh, darlings, goodbye. One million kisses. One million one kisses. <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> bye now, listeners. Bye-bye.
means I'm stuffed. Oh, Paul, I'm stuffed too. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, where is everybody? I think they're washing up or, or pottering around the garden or, or whatnot, making the best of what's left of the summer. Oh, yes, the summer. It arrived and it's already uh, speeding on, isn't it? And uh, you're okay? I'm fine, Paul. Oh, dear. You're going to read those letters, are you? Yes, Paul, I'll read them. But it's not going to change anything. I'm glad to hear that because whatever may or may not be happening seems to be making you happy. Yes, I am quite happy. I am quite happy. Things are working better in the lab. I, I'm only working part-time at the supermarket, you know, uh, just here and there. And, uh, yes, things are looking up again. And, uh, yes, and I am happy. <laughs> yes, with whatever it is that is happening to me. <laughs> oh, dear. So much more happy than I was at the start of the year. I'm really glad to hear that, Gromity. I really am. Um... And we made the right decision to tell you. I've told you, yes. Yes, yes. Um, yes, it's good. Uh, thank you. All right, then. I can hear the theme music. Yes, I can hear it too. Perhaps we should go and help in the, in the kitchen as well. Perhaps we should. All right. Bye, listeners. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye, 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 Dot com. Oh dear, <laughs> what's going on now? Oh, it's the Sky Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. That is so cringe, Omega. You're a man of culture as well. <laughs> So many letters. I wasn't expecting quite so much. I wasn't, and I wasn't expecting those words. Why did he never speak to me, like he wrote, you know, wrote it down? I didn't know that he was so passionate. I thought he was just himself, quiet and non-communicative, and married to his work and. I knew there was a sweet man inside, but, oh, I don't know. Why could he not tell me to my face? <laughs> and then he writes it in a letter, using very bright stationery, and then the magpies steal it. I mean, only on the Shy Life podcast, but, oh, I mean, I can't forgive him for not bringing it up. What did he think? What did he think I was doing? Why did he think I wasn't, I wasn't writing back or, or talking about them? Oh, dear, still, I, uh, uh, I, I may just, uh, have a word. Just check in on him. Yes, 
Yes. yes I'll do it now. It doesn't change anything. It does not change anything. But I feel a bit more... I don't know. Milo? Is that you? Hi, it's Cromarty. How are you? Oh, I'm glad. So I won't stay long. I just wanted to check that you were fine. No. No, no reason for calling. I was just talking with uh, Paul and the guys earlier, and your name came up, and, you know, we just wondered how you were. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it's good to hear your voice. Yes, yes. A drink? Yes, we should go for a drink sometime. You haven't seen much of Paul lately. You should catch up with him too. Yes. Yes. Okay, I know you're busy. That's fine. No, I just wanted to say, I'm glad we're still friends. Yes, I, I'm glad we're still friends, and um, I know perhaps we did not tell each other how, how much we uh, appreciated each other, but uh, yes, uh, I'm so glad you're still in my life. I know, I'm being an old soppy pants. I'll go now. All right, you take care. Send me a text or something. We'll, we'll make plans. All right, now. Goodbye, Milo. I love... I love... I love oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh. No, I don't know. Should I have told him that I'd received his letters? I don't think that would have helped. No, it would not have helped. I know what I want now. I'm on a different path. Uh, I don't know where it will lead, but it is a different path. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Everything worked out okay in the end. I think it really did. It really did. <laughs> He's not all that, Charlie's right. Sheesh. No, no, no. Paul's a great guy. Great guy. Sometimes his poems confuse me. Uh, Paul, Paul, um, come, come here. Uh, was here. I've just picked up a message. Uh, it's from Ark. A, a message from Ark? Well, he says he's Ark. His voice has changed. It's not the one I remember, but, well, he was the sort of guy to keep changing his image, wasn't he? I, I guess so. Have you not been able to do some sort of, uh, you know, um, confirmation that it, it is him? Well, I've run it through the computers and I've got Cuthbert to look at it and he says it is. Okay, well, what does he want? Um, well, you should listen. All right, play it. Hello, it's me, Ark Jürgen. I'm flying from space. I've been unable to contact my parent. Please let me know that it is well. I'm passing this message. Hello, it's me, Ark Jürgen. I'm coming from space. I've been unable to contact my parent. Please let me know that it is well. I'm passing this message. Well, what are we going to tell him? I, I don't know, Paul. That's up to you, I think. Do we tell him that Ake's been kidnapped? I don't know. Um, um, well, you know, you can think about it for an episode, perhaps. All right, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll think about it. All right, Paul. Oh, dear.
Oh my god, there's nothing I like better is when another new episode of the Shy Life Podcast comes out. You want to know something? Really? Paul? The Shy Yeti? He's really quite a music really. This is just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Oh dear. Good day, esteemed listeners. Pray, mark your diaries for the 15th to the 17th of September, for you shall want to be in attendance at pride48.com. We cordially invite you to our grand denouement, the 15th and indeed final annual podcasting gala. Join us as we traverse the kaleidoscope of our community, featuring delightful LGBTQ and LGBTQ-friendly podcasts from the illustrious Pride 48 lineup, as well as a few surprises. It's your last opportunity to be part of this extraordinary event. Should you desire further particulars, visit the Pride 48 website. Don't forget, dear listener, September 15th to the 17th. Don't miss your opportunity to partake in this splendid celebration only <laughs> at pride48.com. Et voilà.